1077 The Brock. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Games from the Dorm. We talk about games. We analyze their design. We joke around. It's fun. I am joined by Mike Brown. And today we are talking about Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. What so, a game. What a game. So what I believe a that's a good reference. Yeah. I believe it was two weeks ago. Maybe we talked about Metal Gear Solid 2. Yeah. You guys should listen to that. Spotify. I finally signed into my Apple thing. So it's on Apple. Uh, it's on iHeart something radio. I don't even know if it's on that. It's on everything. Just figure it out. It's one of the real places. Apple Media, Apple Music, Spotify. Those are the real ones. He knows it. He knows it. Uh, big news. Peter Griffin and Solid Snake are in Fortnite, if you have not yeah. heard. Unfortunately, Solid Snake is not in Metal Gear Solid 3. But um, his dad is. His dad is. And his dad might be in Fortnite still. We don't know. Currently, no, but... No you confirmation, but... That, we'll see. We'll see. Because there's rumors that Raiden's going to be in it. It's Schrodinger so. Snake. Is he or is he not in Fortnite? We can't confirm <laughs> until like 40 Boo. days from now. <laughs> uh, also, I just saw GTA 6 like released a trailer this morning because it got leaked. Yeah, it was leaked. So, and yeah. uh, Big news? I don't, I don't know. I don't care. I'm not. What Have you ever played GTA? No, I've not. Mm-hmm. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Of course you have. You've done everything. You're Mike Brennan, Conqueror of Worlds. Big facts. Let's get into Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. It was released in 2004 for the PS2. What was else was released for the PS2? Metal Gear Solid 2. So you're going to see some overlaps in terms of engine. It was a Metal Gear Solid 3 used Metal Gear Solid 2's engine, but, um, you know, they, they changed some things to because for, like, the difference in gameplay and stuff. It was published and developed by Konami, directed by Hideo Kojima, as per usual. We talked in the other Metal Gear uh, Solid 2 video, not video, this is a radio show. In the other radio show that we did, the episode, we talked how every Metal Gear Solid game gets like an upgraded version over time. Yeah. So a couple years later, they came out with Metal Gear Solid 3 Subsistence. Okay. That has Metal Gear Online, which was the first uh, online Metal Gear game. And it had the fully 3D camera, finally. Which is great. It had some extra cool goodies. Like, it had, they made for, like, limited editions, they made, like, all the cutscenes into, like, a movie with, like, updated audio. Mm -hmm. There's also this game on the 3DS, but we, as always, played the game in the HD collection on on the Metal Gear Solid machine, the PlayStation 3. Yeah, and also notably, it's getting a remake, Metal Gear Solid Delta Snake It is. It is. What fun. What uh, fun. Will it be good? Who knows? We can hope. I uh, I was looking at a Silent Hill 2 remake. You know, Bluebird team makes it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, David, you know what? Don't do this. But I did it anyway. I looked at all their games, like the previous games they made, Bluebird team, and all of them were like... Showware. They, they did, do not get the best reviews. So I was like, oh, no. But you know what? I think the Metal Gear Solid 3 is at least going to be better than the Silent Hill 2, but we'll, we'll wait and yeah, see. Yeah, well, because I think if they were to just, like, basically one-to-one only update graphics, it would it'd be still Metal Gear Solid 3 at the end of the day, you know? Yeah, you're true. You didn't even play Silent Hill 2 with us yet. You're right. Uh, People like Metal Gear generally more than Silent Hill, from what I gather. Yeah. Yeah, 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 because... Silent Hill only has like three good games, and Metal Gear has like five, five good games. <laughs> Six, even. Yeah, maybe. Uh, this game, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater, takes place first chronologically in the entire series, so that's probably why they're remaking it. Also, it's like all Metal Gear fans' favorite, which we're going to talk about later. Uh, it takes place in 1964. It follows Naked Snake. Who is that? We knew him from the other games as Big Boss. Yeah, but spoiler alert, we're not supposed to know that yet. Well, well, we're supposed to know that, but, you know, he doesn't know that yet. He's just Snake. Yep, he's just, I'm Snake. He's Uh, the only Snake at this point. Yeah, he looks like Solid Snake. He kind of acts like Solid Snake a bit. He sounds like Solid Snake, but Solid Snake is in Fortnite. So that's how you tell him apart. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, So he is put on a mission, Snake. He must go to Russia to rescue the scientist. But then when he's there about to rescue the scientist, he finds out his previous mentor, codenamed The Boss, has defected to the Soviet Union, Soviet Union, 
and now he must kill her. Not the Soviet Union. To, like, in a, a separate faction who's, like, attempting to overthrow the current Soviet government? True, my bad. Has defected to... A Soviet defector? <laughs> yeah. Kind of? Yeah, but Russia. Let's just say Russia. Let's simplify it. Russians, you know? yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so I think we should start getting into the story because that is, like, everybody's favorite thing about this game. Um... Yeah, this, when I say this is most people's, most, I feel like in terms of video games, people say the original Metal Gear Solid is the best because it's like the most innovative, mm-hmm. but I think Metal Gear fans in particular, mo, I've noticed most of them claim this one as their favorite. And whenever, you know, people are like, why? They say it's like the most complete package, which mm-hmm. I, I, it's not my favorite. I can kind of agree it's the most complete package, I think. Uh, yeah, I think. We'll get into that. Uh, so story. The characters in this game are awesome. They're fun. They're complex. We're going to start with Ocelot. Ocelot's so, a wild character. Yeah, so he was in the other Metal Gear games, but he's this old guy in those. Here, he's young. He's an he's, upstart. He's bold. He's impulsive. Yeah, he, uh, his big thing is uh, he spins a gun. Like, like how they do it. How he does? He loves spinning a gun. <laughs> like how they do it in the cowboy movies, and he's he does this multiple times throughout the game. And every time he does this, it's like a thirty-second cutscene of him just longer. twirling a gun. <laughs> yeah, and he he goes horizontal, and he goes behind the head, and then well, at one point he puts it in his holster, and then he takes it out because he put it in the wrong way. Uh, and whenever this happened, I would look over at Mike, and Mike was like. Smiling so hard. It's great. Yeah, this it was only his, gets better. <laughs> this was his favorite. Uh, Ocelot, I think besides Snake, Ocelot's like everybody's favorite character in the series. And yeah. boy, he does not disappoint in this game. Uh, we're going to get into him more later once we talk about the big twist, because all Metal Gear games need a big twist, but he's awesome. We also got Colonel Volgan, who is like the stereotypical big bad villain. But he's also great. He's great. Uh, at one point, he does this funny hand thing with the boss where there's this item called the Philosopher's Legacy, which is basically money, and he, he gives it to the boss, and the boss and he goes like, he yeah. takes it away, he's like, oh, here you go. <laughs> yeah, he, he holds it up screwed. for no reason. He, he's just like, and there's another point where he does the stereotypical villain thing where he's like, you won't take my money, which is located on I the second you, I floor. I bet you want to know where the Philosopher's Legacy is. You'll never get to my underground vault <laughs> where I store the Philosopher's Legacy. He's an idiot, uh, but it honestly works because he is not the main antagonist of the game. He just thinks he also, is. Also, like, all his like dumb expositing doesn't really matter. Not yeah. like like he does. If, even if he didn't say it, like I feel like most of the events would have yeah. gone out roughly the same, right? Yeah. So it was more of just like funny rather than like him being stupid really moved the plot along. Yeah, for I Snake think, at least. I think they wrote him stupid, uh, sp- like on purpose because it ca- it counterpoints how the, the the deep characters of like the boss and Snake, who are like the real like protagonist and antag mm-hmm. and yet there's this guy here who's just really strong and big and has lightning powers for no reason he does he does have lightning uh the boss the boss is definitely the best written female character in the series because when people say like how do you write female characters they just say write them like man characters you know just write them like a person you know mm-hmm. and she's just written like a person unlike eva eva's very sexualized in this game but it fits her character. Yes. Yeah. I uh, think you get why. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about my, probably my biggest, besides gameplay, this is my one huge gripe with the story that I have not seen anyone mention online, okay? Yeah. When people think about this game, they think about this emotional turmoil, how Snake has to kill his mentor that he loves, right? But I feel like there's a large middle chunk of the game where the boss is not present you get this incredible codec conversation with the snake and boss to reveal their characters at the start you get the excellent fight at the end and there's a tiny sliver of snake talking with the boss in the middle but for a large chunk of the game i feel like when you're fighting the um they're called the cobras who are like the bosses when you're fighting the pain and the fury the game says nothing about the boss, and I really wish the game dove even deeper into 
maybe like snakes past with her or like just what or, he's or thinking like, about. Give, maybe give him some ties to the Cobras, right? Because they're like the boss's men and he trained under her. So it would make sense if he knew them before, right? Yeah. So uh, one thing about the Cobras, same, much more worse with four is that people say that the Cobras is the start of the boss characters, not really uh, blending in with the story. They were just yeah. there for gameplay purposes. I think there are interesting that, designs in this game. I think, but, that, I think that also was kind of true in Metal Gear 1, though, right? Like, uh, at least Vulcan uh, wasn't Vulcan, really... Vulcan wasn't in 1. Vulcan? Vulcan's in 3. Or Raven or whatever? Raven? You mean Vulcan? Vulcan Raven. Yeah, not Vulcan. Vulcan. Not Vulcan, Vulcan Raiden. Oh, there's so many characters named Two, that. Yeah. So Vulcan, he was just kind of there, right? Agreed. Sniper? Yeah. Eh, kind of. No, she people. No, she fit yeah. in to the she, theme. She had to get you. And Liquid captured. fit into the theme, and Oslo yeah, fit into the theme. Slot, obviously. And uh, who was the guy that was like? Octopus, decoy octopus was Psycho Man. Was Psycho Mantis? Psycho Mantis was awesome. Okay, yeah, really he, was, he was just there to be cool. <laughs> when she succeeded, yeah. Uh, and then Metal Gear Two, there was Vamp. Vamp was kind of just there in that game. Yeah, but he gets bigger. Yeah, so I think one and then two is kind of less important now. You three have like is even one less or important. two like mini bosses who were just kind of there. In this game, all of the Cobras kind of just felt like they were there. Yeah, I I think that would actually be a great way to expand on the boss's character if you talk about... uh, These games have so much expository dialogue in them. I don't know why you couldn't give more for her relationship with them. Yeah, I guess the only one you get anything about is the sorrow and kind of fury, maybe, vaguely. Uh, yeah, the sorrow especially. Yeah, you're right. The sorrow is like, we can take it into, that's more tied into with the twist and his stuff with the boss. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's my one big gripe with the story, which I wish people, uh, kind of realized, because I, I felt it when I first played the game and I felt it even more now. Yeah, the Cobras were just kind of there. Not, I'm talking specifically about, I wish they talked about Snake and the boss's relationship more because yeah. we can infer a lot, and the start and end of the games are fantastic for that. But I mm-hmm. wish the middle, you know, talked about more. Yeah, I got agree. Uh, there is also <laughs> small note. There's this this game. Remember how Raiden was in Metal Gear Solid Two? Uh, so nobody liked him, so they make a lot of jokes about him in this game. So there's a character called Raidinovich. And you don't need to know anything about him, guys. Um, oh, then he is, he's just Raiden in Soviet Russia. He looks like Raiden, and I found online that Raidinovich literally translates in Japanese to, I don't think I can say it on radio, but <laughs> Thunderbolt's B word, um, because that's what he is in the story, yeah. Thunderbolt being Vulcan. So they're just really... Uh, playing with this character also um at the start of the game they ask you what your favorite metal gear is oh I, yeah i forgot to write and that like down, if yeah. you pick you've never played it before they give you extra tutorials which i like if you pick three you get like some stamina bonuses and, and if you, you may pick, unlock a mode too if you do three yeah and if you pick metal gear 2 which i did he snake he like comes out he like falls down in like a parachute and he takes off his like parachute mask to reveal a riot mask underneath, which he then takes off to reveal naked snake. Yeah, there are. Uh, which I think is very good. Hideo Kojima, for as much as this game, you know, it's full of decades of history and politics and generational talk. And yet, this game also, the continuity for the series is like all over the place. You didn't notice this, but at the very start, when you're in the. Um, I guess it's a plane at the start of the virtuous mission and snake is sitting there and he's wearing like the, uh, the, the mask mm-hmm. on top of the mask. It says metal gear solid three snake. Gear. <laughs> it makes no, like makes no sense. Um, but why not? You know, same with Ryan's face being everywhere. And there's literally a poster of him in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, this game I think has really, really stellar voice acting and writing. And that, is a big part of the story in this game. Some people don't like Snake's voice in this. There's a lot of talk online about David Hayter's voice kind of uh, faltering in quality, especially especially around Peace Walker. 
I think it's fine. I still think if we play back to back, like Metal Gear Solid One's voice is more like excited, um, but or like not excited, but like more energized, right? Yeah. But I didn't mind it. Uh, he felt like Snake to me, and it's I okay. It sounded like a bit being different. energetic's not necessarily like what he might have been going for, you know. Like in this thing, he's stuck in the Russian wilderness fighting for his life. He maybe. True. Maybe it was like an artistic choice. And he's a different character than the other games. Yeah. Even though he plays both. Uh, what else? We didn't hear a lot of the codex in the game, just because that's not usually how you played, no. which is totally fine. Um, and another big gripe about this game is that a lot of the codex are very funny. Like, we tried to call, there's a character named Sigint. We tried to call him on the codex when we were naked. Mm-hmm. And. For some reason, the other codex took priority over it. So instead, he would say, like, watch out. It's, you know, watch out for this boss coming up. I don't know, something like that, right? And I wanted him to play the funny dialogue, and he wouldn't. Yeah, which I guess does kind of make sense to prioritize, like, airborne stuff and then, like, get to the jokes. But it's, I knew that. You don't need to tell me. I already know this, buddy. Yeah. I I I want some banter. Oh, it's really funny, especially the naked one. Um... Anyway, whenever you cat... This game is a lot of... We're going to get into the survival aspect of living out in the jungle. Whenever you capture a food, or an animal, I should say, and are about to eat it, you can call paramedic on your codec. And for every single animal or food item in the game, she has a different codec call. Well. And they're, they're fun. She When you save the game, she talks about movies. Uh... These kind of things really flesh out the characters. I know specifically, I watched one where you're major in this game. No Colonel Campbell. No Colonel Campbell. He's probably not alive. I don't know. Or the baby. <laughs> baby Campbell. Uh, you have this guy named Major Zero, who's the major on your mission. And he's British. And there are codecs where he talks about how he loves tea and how he loves James Bond. And Snake yeah. and him, and he says, like, Snake, wouldn't you like a pen that can paralyze people? And Snake's like, what would I do with that? And, and you get one of those. You you get a cigarette, yes. Yeah. That puts people a, to sleep. James Bond weapon. A hundred percent. So, the okay, I want to ask you, because I think this has been debated in my mind. So far, Metal Gear Solid 1, Metal Gear Solid 2, Metal Gear Solid 3, which is your favorite codec team? Um... So in Solid 1, we had... Uh, I think we'll have to say 1. Wow, that was immediate. Just because... Okay, well, in Metal Gear 2, it's basically the only really codec characters is, like, the AI, and that's it, kind of. And Rose, which I think are... I think Colonel Rose and Snake, and yeah, Peter but Stillman, who dies. The Snake's more of, like, a real character than a codec character in my mind, you know? Like, he's on the codec, but, yeah. like, he's also there. Yeah. And I think I think... I'd say three's definitely the last, just because like they were the least impactful to the story, if that makes sense. A hundred percent. You don't like, even see their three D models until the end. Yeah, and the very I don't beginning. Think you technically, ever, do you ever see like a lot of the one, or you don't really see any of the Metal Gear? That I think that holds true for the other ones as well. Correct, but but like you're saying, the one characters are way more impactful. On the, the one story characters itself. are very impactful. The two characters, even though there's a few of them, are incredibly necessary and important. Yeah. And then I think one overall is just the most, I think, has a mixture of, like, the fun, enjoyability, and, like, the, how do I put it? Just the suspense of them. You don't know what they're up to. They're all schemers. Yeah. Okay, I like you the You can't take. trust any of them. Like, even both of these two, they felt like kind of a monolith almost, where it's just, like, they all had the same goal. Like, Rose and the Colonel AI were both, like, had the same goals and objectives yeah were basically the same you at the end they were basically and then but one it was i felt like a at least a couple complete characters you had like the liquid character who was just making up stuff to you you had (laughs) he said the real colonel who was lying and manipulating to you you had the remember when uh the natalie uh no it's naomi and nastasha you had yeah naomi no nastasha who was trying to kill you right they were all like the other one but correct yeah they were all trying to kill you and <laughs> scheming and they were all like scheming in different ways which i liked remember in Metal Gear Solid 1 when liquid 
said he was Miller, and to convince you, he started talking about fauna with you. I mean, he also thing. was making stuff up there. He was I just think. like, the grass is cold out there in Alaska <laughs> Snake Watch. Yeah, <laughs> so good. Uh, I, you know what? I'm a big fan of uh, what you said. You dove deep into your brain for that one, mm-hmm. and I gotta commend you. I, I still need to think about it more myself. I really like Rose's dialogue in too. Uh, speaking more about the writing, whenever you eat something with snake, he goes tasty, Ooh. or he goes that's yeah. horrible. Yeah, amazing. Uh, there's also some a little cutscene that sometimes plays on rare occasions when you like eat food or heal yourself. They'll well, show him doing it. Yeah, just little little details for charm. Uh, I liked also that the boss is given this proper talk up at the beginning of the game. They say like, oh, the boss, the legendary soldier who fought in World War II, which I kind of related to what they did in Metal Gear Solid 1, how they said that Solid Snake was a legend. And it really adds this depth to the to the boss once she defects. Yeah. Uh, and I also like how they introduce her. It's like, oh, yeah, she's just one of your codex, you know, yada, yada. She's in a submarine somewhere, they said. Nope, mm-hmm. she was right in front of you. Uh... There's also Eva, who is treated with this mysteriousness. She's not my favorite. I think the voice actor does a great job. She's still not my favorite character. She's twisty. You know something's up with her, but you don't know what, which I really yeah, like. Yeah, and then when they reveal what's up with her, you're like, yeah, that's not it. And it's not it, right? You, you never, they start to reveal more, and you're always like, that's not, that's not, there's still more to go, you know? Yeah, yeah, okay, I, I know what you're saying. It's that thing that they do. Right. They do that in all the games. They'll like, tell you, the like, whole part of the truth. And, like, with Eva, you're, you're always like, I don't trust her still. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and I think that is it for the main uh, story. I want to get into the twist. Do you want? Do you want to? Do you want to go into the gameplay, or do you want to go into the twist? I think we're talking about stories. So let's keep on story. Let's keep on story. So let's All talk right. About the big twist. Well, we gotta talk about that uh, after the underwriting announcements, Mike. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Cliffhanger. Once, right now, for everybody at home, just think. What What is the twist? What you know? Everything we talked about. What do you think it is? Is Snake? Uh, Snake dead. Is Snake dead? That's that was already the twist in two. Yeah. Well, that wasn't the big twist in two. No. Well, it could have been. Snake dead all along? Yeah. In a coma It was all on Raiden's head. <laughs> they would do that. All right, guys. Deck Daily Dining Hall. Wow. wow. Oh, my God. Do you see that sentence? Deck Daily Dining Hall with 1077 The Bronx Dessert Wars Holiday Baking Edition Bake Off Tuesday, December 5th from 5 to 7 p.m. at Daily Dining Hall. That's tomorrow. Three finalists are getting ready to rumble. Frank Chi-Hun's Christmas Sugar Cookies, Michael Deem Jr.'s Merry Berry Cheesecake Bites, and Amanda Steele's Spiced Apple Cider Cupcakes. Who are you rooting for? Mm, I'm going to have to try them. Great answer. The grand prize winner will receive over $1,600 in prizes, including a $250 Visa gift card and a vitamin water grizzly cooler. We'll be back with more games for the dorm after these underrated announcements on 1077 The Brock and 1077TheBrock.com. The more the merrier when it comes to followers on 1077 The Brock's social media accounts. Like and follow The Brock on Instagram, Facebook, and threads at 1077 The Brock and on TikTok at 1077 The Brock WRRC for everything from funny videos and images to almost Fridays and baby pics of our exec staff. Welcome back. To games from the dorm on your 2023 IBS Media Award winner for best college radio station of the year, 1077 The Bronx. All right, guys, we just talked about the main plot points of Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eaters. We're going to get into the big twists. There's a couple. There are a couple twists. Um, I guess we'll start with some tiny ones. Yeah. Uh, Ocelot was working with the U.S. the whole time, mm-hmm. which, like, honestly... He's, like, made to look a fool because he's young. But if you know anything about Ocelot from the previous games, he's always working every side. Even at yeah. the end, he's still working with Russia because if mm-hmm. you remember, he had two phone calls. Yeah, he was he was playing both of them. Yeah. Uh, that, the that has... Um, he was working three sides in this game. Was he? He was Russia, the U.S., and Volgan. True. True. He was playing everyone. Everyone. That I'm going to talk about more in a second. Also, Eva is working for China. Gonna be honest, I still felt like this when I played the game for the first time, and now I was like, that's kind of random. Yeah. Like, Chinese like, I didn't spy, trust me. they said, mentioned China twice in the series so far, okay? Yeah. But it's <laughs> it not, it it, yeah, it's not super important. Uh, big twist. We found out that the boss, 
who defected to the to Russia was actually made by the U.S. to defect to Russia so that they were there would not be a potential World War Three. This is kind of complicated to but to boil it down at the start of the game in Russia, a nuclear missile went off. An American she gave like Volgan an American missile to like show her loyalty. And apparently they had like handheld nuclear weapons. That yeah. he could just fire out of a helicopter? And Volgan did because he's funny. Yeah, and he, the first thing he did was fire it off. For no reason. And what happened with that is that... They were like, why was an American nuke in yeah. Russia? And they were like, um, uh, we'll fix this right away. Yeah, so Snake <laughs> to kill the boss to prove that the U.S. would not... And so, the boss was an effector. Correct. And not part of the U.S. Which she was. she was. Yeah. Uh, this has a lot of implications, so I'm going to get into some questions now, some rhetorical, some you can answer. Did the boss let Snake win? At the end, we're going to talk about this later, but at the end of the game, there's a fantastic fight with the boss, and Snake does, in fact, kill the boss. Spoiler alert. Throughout the entire game, Snake was getting his butt kicked by her, and then magically at the end, she lost to him. So mm -hmm. did she let him win, or did he just level up at the end? It's uh, up to interpretation. I think she didn't because I feel like that's not like in method with her like teaching style to let him win. Mm -hmm. And also like if she wanted to have him just kill her quick and easy, she could have done that basically at any time, right? Yeah. Like at the very start of the mission Snake Eater, she could have just let you kill her then. But she didn't. So I feel like she was sort of... Give, she gave you, like, what, four tries to fight her? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, it was a lot. Most of them in cutscenes, right? And we always got destroyed by her. Yeah. She's so very like, strong. I don't want to say she was... She was giving you opportunities, and obviously, but she did go all out, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Seeing how Ocelot... We're going to see more throughout this series, the rest of the games we play. He's kind of a mastermind of everyone. He plays, like, every side. Did Ocelot know... See... How much does Ocelot know if we're thinking about, like, MGS 2 and 1? Like, did he know the entire plan about working with Liquid? And did well, he... Liquid doesn't even exist yet. In the future. So, like, for example, right? In this game, we find out at the end that Ocelot leaked the Metal Gear documents to the U.S. Mm -hmm. from Russia. So why did he do this? Did he know that in the future he would work with people for the government and blah, 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 I right? think he might have seen as something he might want, so getting America to build one can't hurt. Yeah, um, there's also the question, did he ever actually want to kill Snake in this mission? Did he know who Eva was all along? I think that's something we should explain. So at the beginning of the game, you're told you need to meet with this guy, Adam, right? And he's going to help you out on Two the mission. Two people. Adam you're supposed to meet with Adam and Eva. Mm -hmm. And then you get there. And, and you meet Eva. And you only meet Eva. Mm -hmm. And you go, where's Adam? And she's like, oh, he's late. I don't know what happened. Yep. Blah, blah. No, because I don't think they tell you about Eva, right? Eva's just like, oh, I'm Adam's replacement. Adam couldn't make yeah. it. He was busy. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then that's... And then at the very end of the game, Snake and um, Ocelot meet one last time, and they do like a weird Russian roulette type thing. Yeah, it's great. And then that, he's like, what's your name? And he's like, oh, I'm Jack. And he's like, I'm Adam. And you're like, no, oh. he's Adamska. Yeah, Adamska. And at the very end, you realize Adamska is Adam. Mm -hmm. So he was supposed to help you, but then couldn't because mm -hmm. Eva was already there. But it really looks like Ocelot wants to kill us at some points in the game. He's cocky. Yeah. Uh, more questions. Did your Major Zero know? How much did he know about the mission? Did he know that the boss defected based on U.S. orders or not? Mm -hmm. Probably not because he's British. Another question, why would the boss go along with this mission to sacrifice herself? That is uh, a rhetorical question. You got to study her ideology, you know? Yeah. Because remember, the U.S. in the past sabotaged her, basically, with the, the space mission. She was in space, and then the U.S. covered it up because it failed. Yeah. But she's well, still loyal to really them. really sabotage. No, but I think that more happens. Screwing her over. Yeah. Um, another question thinking forward, what happened? This is not like the other questions because we'll see this later. But what happens to Big Boss now between this game and the original Metal Gear on the MSX? He starts Foxhound, trains some people. Yeah. Metal Gear 5 happens. 
Yeah, but that's why I'm asking. Look, there's like this, there's this noise in my headphones. Listen to this. Are you ready? Do you hear that? I hear you. Okay, it happened once. Shake it around. <laughs> okay, it was like a jelly bean in my headphones. Uh, so in terms of this twist, I gotta say, when I played it for the first time, excellent cinematography, and just the boss fight in general is some beautiful like shots. It may be my favorite boss fight in the series. Uh, uh, maybe. I think both from like a thematic perspective and like the gameplay was, I think, really good and well done. Which is the music uncommon the, in this game, this series. Yeah, the uh, everything, and then it's so emotional. There's a final shot of Snake saluting her at her grave because mm-hmm. she's a traitor to everyone. And, and her grave doesn't even like mention her. It's just a very vague a hero. description. Yeah, Correct. And I teared up, especially when I played it first. I tear up easily. Uh, but it, sh- it struck me less, this ending, than it did the first time. I still loved it. Maybe my favorite. But it struck me less. It's less, it's more emotional than MGS2's. But I think MGS2's, because it's more, well, first off, MGS2's is more politically charged mm-hmm. it definitely gets you thinking more and a lot about a lot of stuff i wrote that right here it's more to think about in mgs2 especially with if you replay both games which i have you catch up on new things but you do more so with metal gear solid 2 than this game yeah however there is still stuff to think about so i saw uh that the lyrics of this uh game are on genius and I looked at them, and you really understand the, not the lyrics of the game, the main theme of the game is called Snake Eater. It sounds kind of like a James Bond track, and that's all you think of it, just generic action movie stuff. And then let me pull up the lyrics real quick. There's some goofy ones. Entertain our guests while I'm pulling them up. They talk about, like, eating a tree frog, which is kind of funny. Um, you do uh, eat a Oh, this is a funny antidote. Yeah. So... You during the game, this game takes place over the course of like not even a week. Yeah. Like a couple days. Snake eats a lot of food. He eats multiple deers, multiple crocodiles. Actually the Marcores. Their deers. deers aren't. They're deers Russia. at home. Yeah. And so in order to explain this, Kojima was originally going to include a scene where Snake gets like a tapeworm to explain how he eats so much food and just needs to eat that much and doesn't like gain any weight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I pulled up the lyrics to Snake Eater. If you analyze them more, you start to think about things. So, for example, when it says, some lyrics say, what a fear in my heart, but you're so supreme. Supreme, obviously, because now Naked Snake at the end of the game turns into Big Boss, mm-hmm. which is supreme over the boss. Also, other lyrics, not I give my life not for honor, but for you. And people think that that's the boss talking to the U.S. and not to Snake. Yeah, yeah. Because she gave her life. To the U.S., but wasn't acknowledged It wasn't it. honorable at all. Because everybody thought it she was, was a traitor. It was honorable, but it wasn't honored. That, ding, ding, ding. Yeah, that's what I meant. Uh, crime, it's the way I fly to you. She's still in a dream. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know. Yeah. It, it's not, it's, it's still, you know, an action theme, but it's got some stuff to, th- to think about. Also, one other cool thing to talk about is that the very start of the game, there's a codec with the boss and Snake, and the boss talks about loyalty with Snake and talks about what it means to be loyal and how people in charge change and how laws change and politics change, but you always got to be loyal to, I think she's talking about her country, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And it's really open to her. It's very ambiguous what she says. And then, like, literally, like, five minutes later, she defects to Russia, right? Mm -hmm. So you're like, why are you lecturing me about all this loyalty? And then you realize at the end, oh, she was trying to hint to us. The truth. The truth, that she was loyal the whole time. I loved that. Mm-hmm. Anything else to talk so about? Be one other twist that was sort of revealed. Yeah. She mentioned that she had a kid with the sorrow. Yeah. And that kid, Revolver Ocelot. You guessed that. And I was like, I yeah, did. you're right. So, was like, that's the only other blonde we got. That's a whole nother one of my Can of Worms questions. Can of Worms, great Disney mm-hmm. movie. Anyway, 
Uh, that's another question. So Does, I want to bring up another thing I called when we're in like a scene with a torture room and she leaves and leaves us with like Volgan and Ocelot. She does this little hand sign thing of like two finger guns that Ocelot always does when she leaves. When yeah. he leaves. And you said that's was like, right oh, mom, like, that's like a thing an awkward mom would do to look cool. And that was Ocelot's mom trying to look cool. Yeah. So it seems like <laughs> I guess the boss obviously knows that Ocelot is her son, mm-hmm. but it's kind of left up to interpretation if he knows that she's his mom. Yeah. Which, so that's another uh, rhetorical question. If, if they both know, do both of them know what the other one knows? Yeah. Like, does does he not, like, do both of them think that they're the only ones with this information? Yeah. So, uh, this game gets pretty complicated. Mm-hmm. Once you read into stuff, there are a lot more questions, like how many fake philosopher legacies there were, because there's at least one, probably two. Yeah, they do do some fake outs. Yeah. Only Ocelot gets what he wants, like the last game. Ocelot knows everything, man. You ready to get into some gameplay? This game... Mm, how gameplay? Was it good? Was it bad? Good question. Uh, so the main mechanics are... About uh, the same as two. Correct. You can interrogate people now. Mm-hmm. You can also slit people's throat with pressure-sensitive circle button, which is the worst mechanic in a game. But we didn't choke people a lot in general. No, you don't need to. It's pretty broken. Uh, so I'm going to... So there's a bunch of... Gameplay changes, not in terms of like, uh, like in terms of like mechanics, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna list them off. There's a stamina bar now below your health bar, yeah. so you don't. Outside of like rare items, you don't get health back. You get stamina back, which passively recovers health. Correct. There's also a camouflage system. There is also a system of healing yourself from different wounds. These, all of these, add complexity, which is not fun, Um, in my opinion. A lot of people disagree with me online. And the purpose of all of these is to add realism to the game. This is my thesis. Claim evidence reasoning. So I'm going to get into each one. Yeah. Um, I think a lot of them are more dependent, right? Because I think I did like the camouflage system a lot. I didn't. I think it was because I felt like at the very least you didn't really need to interact with it in a lot of cases. Okay. Or if it was, it was very much like, a, oh, I'll, I'll do that now. Or some of the camouflage that had other cool benefits, like the lab coat that you can wear to sneak into like places easier. Yeah, yeah. Or the like spider or the cheetah one that causes you to not like have a shaky gun. Camouflage is cool because it gives you different effects sometimes, mm-hmm. and they also just look cool. It's cool to dress up as different costumes. Yeah. But the main problem with the camouflage and the healing yourself is that, and the map system, because there's no... Um, oh, I hated no mini-map. Yeah, there's no mini-map in this game. I guess the reasoning is is because old technology. The main problem with all three of these things is that you got to keep opening and closing the menu. Yeah. David... It's just a button. It takes one second. Yes, it does. But then you fight the Fury, and he shoots you with an arrow. You got to go into the menu. You got to use four different items on the arrow to remove it and disinfect yourself and bandage it up. You got to go back into the game, and then he shoots another arrow. Mm-hmm. Then you need to eat food. So then you got to go to the menu. You got to eat some food. You got to go out. Then you realize, I got to change my camouflage. You go back to the camouflage. Mm-hmm. You Then you press the wrong button, and then you got to go all the way back. Then you go, I got to change the camouflage again because I want to hide behind the tree. Yeah. So then you got to change it all again. Oh, and then you're like, oh, but I want to use this weapon. So you got to change your whole weapon. Load I now. forgot about that, too. Unlike one and two, where this game, I think, has more weapons than those. So how they did it is that you have to individually equip each weapon. Mm-hmm. Again, all these things are super, super tiny in terms of, like, time. Like, looking at the map but takes one second. But they upon each other very quickly. A hundred percent, yes. Especially in something like the fight with the end where you're checking that map so much. Yeah. And so boring. And the met, the other games did not have these issues. No. It does add realism. Specifically, Orion did not play this game with us. He walked into our room for five minutes, and he saw me, uh, like, removing an arrow from Snake. And he's really into, like, um, like, like uh, 
medicine, I guess. I don't know. I know he's into like like dead people stuff. I don't know know how to say it. Right. But he's into this stuff. And he said, oh, that's super cool. So I can see him liking that. Mm -hmm. But it's also really cool the first time. Is it, it's not it as is. cool the second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. 500th, yeah. 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 It, uh, it drags down. I think it's a bigger problem that than uh, people talk about online. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of these issues get corrected in MGS4. So they were thinking about us. Yeah. They're like, hmm, this game. I feel like a lot of these issues kind of were like, oh, this is from the time. Like, they didn't have minimap technology then. So they're like, in four, it's in... It's the furthest in the timeline, I believe. Yeah. So, like, in 4, they probably would have minimap technology back, hopefully, I pray. Uh, Even if they don't show you the enemies. I was I was like, I would love if it was just, like, a no enemies in the remake. If it's like, it doesn't have to show you where the enemies and where they're looking is. Just, like, a minimap item that you can equip and have it in, like, the little corner. Mm-hmm. And just show you the lay of the land, if that makes sense. Yeah. This game, I also had the clunky issues with MGS2. Where the whole crawling and standing system, it's it's uh, to me it felt worse than two. I don't really know. to me because I felt like I kept get, I ran into the problem of like you try and you're crawling and you want to stand up but you only stand up halfway and then you want to mm-hmm. move and sometimes you wanna, your like, back goes against a tree when you don't want to mm-hmm. and sometimes it looks like you should climb up a ledge but you can't. That happens yeah. a lot. But that's that's like you climb a ledge but you can't. That's normal video game stuff, I guess. I just, well, we didn't see that in 201. Yeah, well, there's less, like, you couldn't climb up ledges in one. Correct. So, Which is why we didn't see it. Mm -hmm. Uh Haha. I'm also not a fan of the first person crawling in this game. It's a minor issue. But when you crawl, you enter first person, and you're always crawling in grass, so you can't see in front of you. Again, it's realism. In real life, when you crawl in grass, like tall grass, yeah. like Snake does, you it can't see in front of you. It definitely adds to tension when you're like hiding from people in the grass and you're like, oh, will they see me? I don't know. Yeah, but it adds to my thesis of the realism takes away from the user experience, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, environments in this game are more diverse than MGS2. I personally prefer indoor settings in the Metal Gear games, even though 2's... I like ones a lot more. Technically, outdoors, but they feel very like yeah, indoorsy. If that makes sense, because all on like a man-made oil tanker. Mm -hmm. Uh, Complete preference. This is just completely my preference. I'm just not a fan of like the green jungle setting as much as like indoor. For reference, I don't think this game was designed with it taking place in Russia. Yeah, I feel like he designed this with like South America in mind, and then was like, ah, it's actually in Russia. Yeah, uh, with the gameplay trailer for Metal Gear Solid Delta, which is the remake, it kind of removed the green hue over the game, which I loved removing it because I'm not a fan of it at all. Uh, people are mad. They're like, the art style is ruined. I don't care. It looks better without it. Uh, do you agree with me that you are that you prefer the indoor settings compared to the outdoor, or do you do like outdoor um. more than indoor? Because I think someone like Orion who loves that type of stuff would love the outdoor. I, I generally agree because the indoors feel a lot more, like, tight, well-designed. Like, when I'm mm-hmm. doing stealth outdoors, I'm like, oh, I'll just run away and hide somewhere if I don't need to get to, like, a certain place. Yeah. When I'm doing stealth indoors, it's more, it feels more stealthy almost. Yeah. Like, I feel like the stealth is... But I feel like you had, you struggled a lot with, like, MGS2's, like, tight hallways, you know? Yeah, but I feel like that was because Metal Gear Solid 2 had a lot worse shooting mechanics. Compared to this game, did it? I felt like, I felt the shooting in this game was a lot smoother, yeah. I don't know uh, specifically how, but Um, that makes sense. I feel like, just like like the aiming was better, I said, like the aiming was a lot smoother generally. And I guess the camera too for like third person. Oh yeah, the third person camera definitely helped a lot. Yeah. Uh, All right, guys. I oh one one quick thing also you use rolling a lot more and the tranquilizer gun which I liked a lot rolling's mm-hmm. pretty broken. Yeah. Uh, we are gonna get into fun extras unless you have more gameplay uh, stuff to talk, talk about. Talk about the bosses and boss okay. fights and then we can talk about some silly little stuff that there's in every Metal Gear game. All right, well, not everyone, just this one. You'll see. 
All right, guys, the holidays are here. Spread your holly jolly cheer of the Bronco with the 1077 The Bronco General Store gift wrap, the coolest WRRC merch out there. From cozy quarter zip fleeces, brown coaties, long sleeve tees, pullover sweatshirts, and more. Visit 1077thebronc.com slash shop the to claim your closet as the best on campus. A portion of all proceeds go to support the 1077 The Bronx Studios. We'll be back with more of Games for the Dorm after these underwriting announcements on 1077 The Bronx and 1077thebronc.com. Write a story to watch a story live at Bristol Riverside Theater. Create your own Christmas story to win tickets to see a Christmas story, the play on Wake Up Rider. Submit a three-minute tale to the Wake Up Rider Instagram at wakeuprider or email your entry to wakeuprider at rider.edu. And listen to the show 8 to 10 a.m. the week of December 4th to hear your... this one. What? That's this week. Oh, yeah, you're right. To hear your funny holiday fable on the air. Welcome back to Games from the Dorm on your number seven ranked best college radio station by the Princeton Review, 1077 The Bronx. We're going to close out the show, actually, by talking about the boss's gameplay-wise. Mm-hmm. So we're going to go in order and give our quick thoughts. Revolver Ocelot was cool. I liked the fight. Revolver Ocelot was very similar to the Olga fight in MGS2. It is mm-hmm. just... Um, kind of simple, kind of straightforward. Almost. Not super hard, but not... It's, it's whatever. It's not. I like that. Nothing to write home about, but, but not. He not spins a, his gun in the does, fight. He does do the silly stuff, which I like. I like it. It, it was fine. Now we start moving on to the bad ones. <laughs> the There's, pain is one of the worst boss fights I've ever played in a Metal Gear game. It's it's really boring because the half the gameplay loop involves you jumping into the water to dodge his attacks and then getting I back think up. You were jumping in the water more than you had to, but you but it is very annoying. Yes. Yeah, and you it takes a while. Grenades and you get disoriented. And the only way to throw grenades in this game is with pressure sensitive buttons, so it sucks. You got to mm-hmm. nail them correctly. And also, if you look in first person, the pain has bees. If you look in first person when bees are on you, like there's this weird like. How do I even... It's like a PNG of bees flying on you. It's so weird. Yeah. The pain um, is probably my least favorite. Definitely my least favorite, actually, I'd say. For me, it is. Then My least favorite is the next one, the fear, because his whole gimmick is he's invisible, and he's not super invisible, but what will happen is you go in first person to try and aim at him, and while you're, like, moving your reticle over to shoot him, he'll shoot you, knocking you out of first person, meaning you have to go back. And it just sucks. I hate it. And I was like, please let me use a keyboard and mouse where I can move my like aiming as freely as I'd like, and this guy would be done. And his he, his career would be over. You need to start flipping burgers when, if this game was on PC. When uh, when I played the game myself, I used thermal goggles, and he was a piece of cake. But we didn't have thermal goggles this run. No. Gonna be honest, I I thought it was fun. I liked I liked the gimmick. I think you had a bit of a skill issue. Get destroyed. Uh, <laughs> no comment for Mike. Next up, we got the ends. This is literally everybody's favorite fight. It's basically a sniper fight. It has the best concept of probably any Metal Gear boss in the series. Mm-hmm. Psycho Mantis, maybe? True. Psycho Mantis is dope. Yeah. But just like Psycho Mantis, the gameplay is it's pretty... The, the ex- well, similar to a lot of things in Metal Gear Solid. I'm like, this is a really cool concept, but a couple things should have been cut at the chopping block. So what this fight is, is he's like an old sniper dude in this really big arena with multiple sections and you have to find him before he finds you and hunt him down and it felt for a while that i was just wandering around aimlessly don't know where he is he doesn't know where i is and i was like this is boring so <laughs> what, that's the purpose yeah but unfortunately you can't he can't break you because you can just tr- time travel two weeks forward on your playstation 3 and he'll die of old age yeah that's what we which i it. like uh, it's a funny gimmick. I liked the end uh, when I played, but I can understand why you didn't like him as much. Next up, we got the Fury. He's Fury was just a fire thrower. The, well, the most whatever. No, was, really? I really liked him. Uh, he felt very... He felt almost like, like Kojima took a day off with this one. Yeah, the, and, and the character itself. It the character itself. Yeah, he's not... Yeah. Well, most of them weren't really characters. Yeah, well, but the Fury wasn't even in at the start of the game. There's a cutscene with all the Cobras and a helicopter. He wasn't yeah. even there. He was just like, yeah, let's throw in another one. Next up, we got the Sorrow. This is more like an interactable cutscene. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but if there's a reward if you play through it. So he's like, he's sending the ghost of everything you've killed in the game. Yeah, it's very thematic. It ties into the whole thing about how maybe Snake really is the villain. He's killing a lot of innocent mm-hmm. people. Uh, there, It has cool, awesome visuals. It has... The, you actually play against how many people you kill. 
it is very awesome. Next yeah. up, we got Volgan. Also, the sword is the only real character out of the Cobras, I feel. Yeah. Like he has other relevance to the plot outside of being an obstacle. Agreed. Vulcan, I liked a lot. I liked too. It was like a neat like fight where you had to learn his patterns. It felt like a Dark Souls-esque type like pattern recognition. What do you do to, like, to this to this like attack? He does this, and you're like, oh, I gotta do this. I gotta do this. It was fun. Yeah, agreed. Uh, then we got the Shagoha. That's kind of the Metal Gear-esque uh, tank it's a in this game. game, basically. Basically. Uh, First off, not part of the boss, boss fight, but there's a on-rails shooter section. Well, garbage. Kind of fight against the I did not like that. It was not very good. And there's also a trailing or tailing or whatever they call the mission in this game. Did not like that either. Anyway, that, that I'm just saying the a couple Shaga of killer things. fight was also kind of on-rails because yeah. he was driving yeah. around. Yeah, it was. I, and yeah. it was... Boring. Yeah, it was very easy, very repetitive. Yeah. Not the, very much worse than the when we had to fight against the, the bunch of Metal Gear Rays. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then finally at the end, the boss, which, which we already was talked the about. the best one. Yeah, you had issues with the camera, but I, I think you came around Okay, so what was happening was you can't control the camera in that fight at all. Yeah. Well, if if you, you stand at the edge of the, the arena, the camera gets very wonky and doesn't work. Yeah, you have to Which learn. obviously sucks. But, but, but you don't really need or But then once I wasn't, the like, uh, edge camping her as, like, like running away mm-hmm. and, like, staying really close to the edge, the camera was much better. So I was, like, at first, but that was just, like, oh... That's weird mm-hmm. that it just doesn't work at, like, the edge of the thing. If you're hiding behind a tree too far away, it just, the camera gives up. Mike, I, I watched his brain, like, turn in real time as, like, for 30 minutes, he figured out how to beat the boss. And just, like, snake in the game, he pulled through and he used his awesome knife yeah. techniques. And it, it was really fun to watch. Yeah, and the, of course, the boss fight, I feel, this was, I think, from a overall, this was the most successful best boss fight in the series. All right, so we're going to do the same thing quickly. Uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 or Metal Gear Solid 1. 3, 2, 1. Metal, Metal Gear, Gear Solid, Solid 1. Wow. Metal Gear Solid. So what's your order right now? Uh, 2, 3, 1. 2, 3, 1. Mm-hmm. I think mine is 1, 2, 3, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I like 2 more than 3 right now. Yeah. But it can change our replay because I like 3 originally more. Mm-hmm. And everybody loves three. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to Games from the Dorm. We'll be back next week. Same time, same place, same people. Stay tuned for more of the biggest hits and best variety on the number seven ranked best college radio station in the country by the Princeton Review 2023 IBS Media Award winner for best college radio station and your four-time <laughs> nominee for an NAB Marconi Radio Award for college radio station of the year. 1077 The Bronx.